0: A playlist original.
1: Hey, you guys, I'm Steven. I'm Giselle. And we are the Lovers Passport. And welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. This episode is going to be all about our experience on cruising. We just got back from one of our cruises from Australia to New Zealand. So we're going to be chatting about that, some of the pros, some of the cons, and why cruising has become one of our favorite ways to travel in the past two or three years. But why don't we start off with some of the pros of cruising? What do you think? I think probably the number one thing for me is it's like a little appetizer. An appetizer. I feel like it's a great appetizer. I mean, let's say that you go on a cruise, and instead of flying to, let's say, L.A. and staying in L.A. for a week, which can get kind of boring, you get to hop on a cruise and go to L.A., San Francisco, Alaska, Mexico. You can go to a ton of different spots. Get, like, a little sampler.
0: That is a not a real itinerary, I feel, but I know what you're saying. Well, you know. It's I, a little taste of everything. I would say if you are looking for a vacation where you're trying to hit a lot, like, quantity over, I don't want to say over qual quality but like if you're going for quantity i would like, say
1: that quantity over quality because it's not like you're gonna get a full appreciation or, for a specific okay, spot
0: i would say like breadth over depth that's maybe a better one because still yeah have you never heard that
1: i've never heard that breath over depth
0: yeah like a like wide swimming? variety of things no like a wide variety of things but you're not gonna go in depth huh
1: learn a new something like new learn a new something every day
0: But yeah, you get to do a lot of different things in one week instead of necessarily like diving in and really getting to know one specific spot so like if i think
1: of our hawaiian islands one like yeah. that was so cool to be able to get like a little taste of all the different islands in hawaii rather than just like only going to oahu which is how most of my trips there had been prior to doing a cruise
0: well and it's just nice like another pro is you are getting to see all these different places but the travel in between the places is so easy you that don't have true. to deal with multiple airports like i feel like i waste so much of my life Getting to the airport early and sitting in lounges and sitting waiting for the plane to get there, you know, just it's because you have the, to. It's definitely
1: The least favorite part of travel, at least in my, besides lounges. No, the lounges say are the okay. Lounges
0: upgraded everything, but <laughs> I don't mind waiting in lounges. That being said, there's a lot of time I could be doing other things than waiting at the airport. So it's nice that when you're on a cruise, you kind of just wake up in a new spot every day and have no hassle in between locations. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's definitely the first con. Is you just get there's so much. That you can see in such a short period of time. I mean, think of like our it's your first con. No, no, no. I was thinking about pro. Still, are we already? Are we you already said going con. To... I, I meant pro. Steven I needs apologize. more coffee. Yeah, this is a little bit later in the day. It's been a long week, guys. We're getting ready to leave for Japan, so there's a lot going on. We're getting ready to close on our house, which is super exciting. Which, ugh,
0: TBD if they ever get it on time.
1: I know there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of I stuff going really on hopeful. behind the scenes, guys.
0: <laughs> Anyways, sidetracked, but yeah. But like,
1: I'm thinking about our a pro with our european cruise i mean how many countries did we see we saw iceland we saw england we saw france ireland the netherlands
0: england's not a country
1: the the UK. oh you you know (laughs) (laughs) i say england but yeah i feel like how long would an actual trip to travel to that many countries take i mean yeah
0: i mean and granted like this is another side of it not necessarily a pro but for example we went into le havre france and that was a three hour bus ride outside of Paris. So we still got to go to Paris, but we only had three hours in the city and a three hour drive back. So in total, it was six hours of driving to spend three hours in Paris. But then you have to think, at least you're getting to see Paris, you know?
1: I feel like that whole Paris excursion was fantastic. I mean, I think we did another podcast briefly talking about that craziness, but we had a few goals. We wanted to go and find the best croissants in Paris, which I feel like we did. We found... Pan
0: au lot, as everyone on our Instagram story. <laughs>
1: corrected us <laughs> and then we wanted to go and pop some champagne in front of the eiffel tower check we did that and then we wanted to grab a baguette and run around paris right and take and get pictures. every
0: single view of the eiffel tower yeah, we, possible. we got a lot of views of the eiffel i think tower. we'll write a whole guide on the most instagrammable eiffel tower photo spots because we hit every single one for the most part
1: anyway so i feel like that's first pro of doing a cruise that we absolutely love second part i feel like has to be the food personally no oh
0: it's really good and we i'm saying this even too like if you don't have a premium dining package at least the only people that we've cruised with so far has been ncl and which is ironic because i actually did used to work for princess cruise lines in college but i only worked shoreside so i never unfortunately got to go on a princess cruise but the food on ncl is fantastic like Everything from the buffets to the complimentary restaurants, fuego. You could easily not have to upgrade. Although you'd probably get bored of the food after if you're doing like a week long Plus cruise. I would say there's not like a huge variety after 7 days, but all the food is really really good.
1: I mean, at least on the cruises that we've been on, that we went on Pride of America, which I feel like was one of the older ones, but we just went on which one Spirit?
0: We did Prima Spirit. Yeah, Pride, the the one that we Encore.
1: just did in Australia and New Zealand, the Spirit uh Norwegian Spirit. I feel like that one only had like what five or six specialty restaurants, but the food and experience that we had was phenomenal we I went mean, back
0: to one of the same restaurants three times because Cagnes. because the service was so outstanding there's a variety on the menu where you can get a lot of options although all of us order the same thing three times because the first time it was so good and like it's a high caliber that they deliver the service is some of the best service like i would not get that at most restaurants in the u.s that's for sure
1: yeah i feel like It was also nice just because there was no like rush. Like I feel like sometimes when we're in different destinations, like Puerto Vallarta, for instance, when we were there for dinner, I feel like we were eating, but we were also like, oh shoot, are we going to miss sunset? Oh shoot, what are we going to do after this? Do we want to stay here for a while? Do we want to go to another spot? I feel like on a cruise, since we're already at sea most of the time when we're eating dinner, sailing to the next country or the next area that we're going to, we can just take our time. There's no like real rush. I feel like Although
0: I would say that's a con too, because Steven's always like, oh, we can't shoot sunset in this epic place because we have to be back on the ship by like 4 p.m.
1: I mean, we we haven't made it to the con yet. There definitely are some, but I feel like it makes me not think about time as much. For instance, on the cruise, I think every single... Dinner we had was pushing three hours.
0: We just do that, though. I feel like one big thing about cruising is the people you meet and the people you cruise with, even if you don't know anyone in advance. And so it's a really great opportunity because you're most of the time out of service. So unless you have fantastic Wi-Fi, you're not going to be really attached to your phone or your computer the whole time, which we still do have our Wi-Fi on when we do these cruises. But most of the time, we're pretty like in the moment because you're literally in a floating Ship in the middle of the ocean. So
1: yeah, I feel like the people is definitely like another whole section of pro. Not even just the staff. I feel like the staff was incredible. I mean, you almost make friends with them because you see them so many times. I remember there was this one ea from Cagnes that we saw almost every single day, and he was like, "This bottle of wine and this bottle of wine. This is the big brother, and, and this one's all, the uncle." And and and- they all
0: work at different restaurants too. It's not just like one, so you see them in multiple different places on the ship, and they memorize your name, like. Within the second day, people knew exactly who we were. And so it's it's really cool. They're very, very on top of it and super professional and really good in terms of the hospitality department, not just the food department. Like, everyone who works there does a phenomenal job.
1: Yeah, and I mean... I feel like we've gone on with a lot of creators, so our main uh, thought about people when we go in there is we get to talk business, we get to collaborate with these people. I mean, our last cruise that we've been on was with Trent and Sarah from Rio Travelers. They are amazing people. We love them, but we don't see them in everyday life, and being able to go on a cruise, for instance, our last cruise was 12 days, so we got so close with them. We went on excursions together. We had three-hour dinners. I feel like we grew closer than some of our like friends that I only see once or twice a year. Because and- not
0: only are you... Spending time with them, but when you're traveling with friends, I feel like it's just a totally different experience where you can't really compare like traveling to five different countries and having that experience with these people and compare it to you know seeing your friend at coffee and having just like superficial catch up.
1: Yeah, very, very conversation. You know. And I mean, even I mean, Trent and me went to the sauna many the sauna many a times, and I feel like when we went in there, we were talking with this one guy. You know, people in the sauna they they talk business, they talk lots about. We had good conversation.
0: listen to our finland episode you understand yeah you'll
1: know all about it but anyway we were talking with this one guy and he was a solo traveler and basically what he was saying is he has business trips all around the world so he's from canada but he's a massive project manager for construction pieces all around the world so he was flying to australia and then from there he was taking a cruise all the way to new zealand and then he was going back it was a really easy way for him to kind of travel the world and he'd take like a week or two after every single one of his business trips so he was just solo from new zealand or yeah from new zealand to australia and just hanging out in the sauna and he said that it is so much fun because of all the people he gets to meet apparently ncl does a really really good job for solo travelers where they put someone in charge to facilitate these meetings so every day there's like a solo travelers meeting and there's always a crew member there that's going to help facilitate conversations they'll pair people up So you can have dinner with other people on the cruise. If you want to go and dance, there's tons of people that are... We had this one guy, the guy in the sauna actually, he was telling me how a lot of the husbands on these cruises don't really want to dance but all of the wives want to dance so he's like i get to dance with all these ladies when i'm cruising around and this This guy
0: was a kook he was really funny
1: he was like an older 60 or maybe 50 to 60 year old guy i'd see him every day in the gym i was like this guy's a baller just out here all by himself cruising around cruising and he's just living his best life so i i feel like since we haven't had the experience of cruising solo or even just like giselle and i
0: yet that's coming in june though
1: very true yeah our next cruise in greece is going to be Just the two of us. So maybe we'll have a different opinion on how easy it is to meet people. I feel like we got very comfortable this cruise from hanging out with Sarah and Trent so much. Where we didn't necessarily go out of our way to meet other people.
0: But we did make a lot of friends with the staff members. We did.
1: It was super fun. I feel like... So, so far we've talked about what? The the appetizer effect. We've talked (laughs) about the amazing food. We've talked about the people and the amazingness there. One thing that I feel like we don't really experience too much maybe it's just because we aren't that type of people's like the theater and the
0: okay but i have actually before i met steven i I haven't
1: so please
0: so when i was on i've only been on norwegian like i was saying when i was 17 i went on a norwegian cruise with my mom and my two brothers and of course you know during the day you're 17 year old you can't really do anything because you're not technically an adult because you need to be 18 for everything. So I was kind of in that teenager lounge group. And I didn't make like a ton of friends. But it was super entertaining. Like I loved going to the shows. We watched. They had a Legally Blonde production at the time. And what's was really funny is we met another creator couple from New York. Uh, Micah and Sarah. And Sarah used to dance for Norwegian. And she was working on the ship that I was on. And was in the show that I saw. And we just like met each other like 10 years later is so weird, like such a small world.
1: That was such a small world moment. I was mind blown when they but, were talking. I was like, Wait, <laughs> yeah, I was what? like, I have
0: pictures of you on my mom's Facebook page from like 10 years ago. Like, what are the odds that we're all creators on this cruise together right now? But it was it was wild. And it was a really well done production. And I'm I am a low key theater kid, guys. I don't think I've ever said that on any of our platforms, but I myself was in Legally the musical in college and I did a lot of musical theater growing up. So I think it was really well done. I know cruise lines are actually really known for their entertainment. Like when I worked at Princess, I casted entertainers and that went from comedians to magicians to dancers and things like that. And the audition process is rigorous. Like they don't just hire your everyday Joe. The auditions are rough. And they cut so many people. And then they have like a couple month contract and they have to learn so many different shows at once. So these guys are really top of line entertainment and talent. And like I would have to do for my job, I'd have to host entertaining like auditions for a giant group of people so these people have to come in for like a comedian you basically have to like test with employees and see how they do and so it was really interesting we had people that were on like america's got talent and all those like talent shows come in and every single person was so funny if i had to make the final call of like who got cast like it would have been really hard because everyone's so good so i will vouch for most of the cruise lines they do have really top caliber talent but yeah we just haven't we haven't prioritized going because we've been so into the travel and adventure side of things that we haven't gone to any of the shows recently, but... They had like kinky boots on one of them and some of the other really fun shows. So I'm like that's the complete your jam.
1: opposite of a theater person. So I I think I've seen one theater I think show. that's
0: why I don't go because Steven doesn't <laughs> want to go. So
1: And I mean, that's not the only type of entertainment they have too. Depending on what ship you go on, we went on like crazy water slides. Uh, speaking There's, of water slides, there was one water slide that G got stuck this on. This was
0: one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. I
1: was dying of laughter. So you have
0: to like weigh yourself. And I think the minimum was like... A hundred and twenty five or a hundred thirty pounds. And I am like right there at that weight limit so I was able to go on by like a couple of pounds and I got stuck because it, it does like this loop-de-loop and I, I I did that water slide when I was 17 on one of their older ships so I was like I can do it again no problem Stephen went he did it super fun it's like the drop slide where I mean the floor, I got like a
1: hundred pounds on you
0: well still the floor <laughs> like comes out from under you and you do this really fast water slide it's super fun but I got stuck because I wasn't heavy enough or something or I just didn't have enough momentum and I was panicking like it is this clear water slide so I started like trying to climb my way up and try and get out because I didn't know there was an emergency hatch door and so Steven's just below me watching me because I mean it's water flow like and like I'm wearing my contact so my eyes are like shut and I'm like hyperventilating trying to get out and then this guy just appears out of nowhere and like opens this door that I never noticed and I was like wow I must have looked real stupid, but.
1: I feel like you just look like a little hamster in like one of those running <laughs> Like machines. spinning that's, in the ball. That's what I got in the back of my head. But there, I mean, there's water slides, there's dry slides, the Galaxy Pavilion that they had on the NCL Prima was wild. There's it's like VR. All, yeah, VR and AR. AR. It was crazy. It was like my childhood dream of Wii Sports, but 10 times better.
0: Like their newer ships, you will not get bored. They have go-kart like racing on it. There's uh like an archery and like mini golf section and there's it's kind like of literally ridiculous stuff. there was a nightclub on the prima it like, was
1: like Vegas style like they hired
0: like cheat codes like the DJs to come on board and like party and it wasn't like a lame party you know <laughs> like you know let's all go in this room and fist bump with 60 year old no it was it was like a full-on like you felt you were in a Vegas nightclub so that was really cool but yeah so the entertainment's there there's so much to do I will say if you have an itinerary with more than like three seats days you'll probably get a little antsy like this past cruise we accidentally ended up with like four sea days out of our 12-day itinerary because the weather was so bad and so we couldn't go into two of the itineraries or the ports we were supposed to go into so that was kind of a bummer
1: but yeah we'll we'll dive more into that shortly <laughs>
0: but yeah just I feel like i'm
1: trying to think i feel like another pro is just like the word fun like our our whole idea and theme for our wedding is fun we're trying to keep it super lighthearted, lots of dancing super very very fun and i feel like everyone that we've talked to whether you're doing like the water slides you're going to the shows you're just sitting at the pool all day drinking like i feel like the word fun is it's
0: good embodiment
1: basically what everyone says like one our new manager jenna uh, is just went on a cruise and she's like it's honestly one of the most fun trips that she'd ever been on and i feel like that's how it is for us too is whenever we think of a cruise i mean obviously you remember like the destinations and the food but at the end of the day when i get back from a cruise only thing that really comes to mind was like that was really really fun
0: like our top trip of the year last year was by far that iceland cruise we did from iceland to amsterdam and then paired in, paired it on with switzerland that was just like such a fun trip and my mom actually works for carnival too so i we're just really cruise heavy over here in pa- my family well, somehow <laughs> i feel like
1: we've transitioned to this all of a sudden ncl was like do you want to start working together and now we're cruise and people. i worked with princess <laughs> my
0: mom works with carnival and we have like friends on it's all the different funny, cruise lines because
1: if you look at like our past year of posting some of our most viral videos are, all are from, from cruising, cruising. which we,
0: People shit on cruising a lot, too, like, <laughs> and I do get like, we'll, we'll talk about it later in the cons, actually. I'm going to I'm going to wait for that. To come up, but
1: I'm trying to think: Are there any like other pros that we can think of? I oh, feel the like, game shows! Oh boy, I think
0: they're so <laughs> fun. Like, if you are a trivia nerd, you're gonna love cruise. Lines. I feel like
1: she's got a special spot in her heart because the last cruise that we I went on, she got it. 20 out of 20 right. She was like the top spot, and then on the last round, the questions were just ridiculously hard. But still, she but was I one of the, the first. Yeah, round. she was one of the top four. I was re- no, recording.
0: No, I was,
1: I was the top one the first round. Oh, you're not wrong. Not but I, was, I had like a proud fiance moment I was like look <laughs> at her go I, I would fail so fast at this
0: <laughs> but yeah it was super fun and it was really funny on our last cruise there was like this really old couple next to us and it like you're not playing for prizes most of the time sometimes you do but this one guy like kept looking up all the answers like really nonchalantly on his phone he'd be like whispering like hey Siri what is the answer to this question and like pretend as if no one's noticing what he's doing and then he'd like whisper it over to his wife and his wife is just like shaking in her head and then at the end when you're going over all the answers like he was that guy that would yell out all the correct answers it was great. and and we we're just sitting there laughing because nobody else noticed that they were cheating so hard but it was funny
1: yeah i feel like there there are a lot of pros those are probably like the top five that come to mind can you think of any other ones off the top of your head
0: I'm sure. I mean, there's plenty but there's
1: so many all right let's jump into some cons we'll do five pros and five cons you know what i
0: will add oh the fresh juice bar
1: oh boy oh my god
0: i lived at that thing the last cruise i didn't know on other ships that they had it maybe they don't maybe they do but they had a fresh juice bar and i was stoked i got my fresh pressed juice and i got to choose my things I went in it every day and if you're like into juicing that's just like a fun little thing oh and the gym
1: i feel like yeah that it's basically a city like when you think of a cruise think of a floating city there's a ton of rooms for people to be in there's a gym there's unlimited food there's specialty dining if you want to go for like a fun date night open up some wine there's a pool there's slides there's arcades yeah anything that you would want to do there's yoga classes I'm trying to think in a there's normal like, day classes too, everything yeah. is great except for the Wi-Fi. that's oh, the dude. only it's thing it's the death of us yeah that is the only thing that's like different I feel like than living in a city I mean you can walk around the whole cruise ship if you walk around it four times it's, it's like a running mile. a mile so it's just like running going to the track there's literally so much you can do on it I feel like even when we do go on it there's a spa you can get massages and we facials we always get the massages go get haircuts I mean what there's so, mu- well, I mean, when we jump into our Australia, New Zealand cruise, we'll talk to you about all the deets, all the stuff that we did on it, which was fantastic. But let's save some time for that. Let's, uh, let's jump into the cons. So I feel like Wi-Fi. first con. Yeah, it has to be the Wi-Fi. I think that's just because we're digital nomads these days. Like and if we-, we
0: were truly going on vacation, that it wouldn't be a big deal. But we are work or trying to work the whole time we're on these cruises for the most part, like not 24 seven, but Wi-Fi is a necessity for us and we always get the premium Wi-Fi plan and that basically comes with like two wi-fi things per person so devices per person and it really depends where your cruise is like we didn't really have many issues with it in the Caribbean or or Hawaii. But the last two we did in Europe and Australia, New Zealand, like, oh, man, it was rough on the sea days. Like when you're next to land, it's usually pretty good. But the sea days, I could send like three emails, I could not do anything photo video related, which was kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, like when we're trying to post, for instance, think about Instagram and TikTok usually takes what two to five seconds for like a post to go. up. It took an hour and a half and that was if we were lucky and it didn't 10 like... 10 minutes
0: per story. Yeah,
1: it was just absolutely ridiculous for how slow it was. So it could be that it was an older ship, the newest ship from NCL that we went on, the Prima. The reason why it was slow on that one, because the entire cruise, literally 3,000 people, was all media. Yeah, yeah, so, so. That,
0: that makes sense. They limited the Wi-Fi bandwidth for that one. But uh, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind if you guys are thinking of cruising and you need to work remotely, that if you have sea days in between, just like think about... You know, maybe taking the day off or I mean, we would having an extra hotspot or something. I don't know.
1: We literally, on our, some of our days on land, would we'll just go and find a coffee shop and like,
0: work. Yeah, we did that like one or two of the days in Australia in New Zealand because we just needed to get files downloaded and things but you can still bounce like you can still do stuff like we went kayaking that morning and then just worked the rest of the time at the local library (laughs) it was so funny but yeah that's the biggest that's the biggest one for me I think is the wi-fi
1: I think con number two would be the seasickness if you have bad weather
0: okay and I will say like the first two cruises we did zero zero seasickness, which is awesome. Prima, there was only one day and we were in a storm that I felt seasickness. And then this last cruise, we were in a cyclone. Shocker. So um, I've never
1: been seasick or motion sick before, guys. But this last cruise, let me tell you, I was horizontal. I was struggling so hard. So we I, had
0: like the nausea bands on and we had Dramamine and like ginger chews. We lived off of ginger beer and <laughs> and like or I think the squad was mainly drinking like Moscow mules because it has ginger beer in it to help your stomach. I feel but. like
1: if we recorded this podcast two cruises ago, I, this wouldn't have been one of the like cons that we've came up with. But, but. it
0: literally is only if you're in bad weather, I feel like. Like yeah. the waves were worse than the Drake Passage. Which, if you ever ended up on Drake Passage TikTok, you know, you know. If not, just go look at what I'm talking about. The waves are insane. It's
1: it's when you're going out to Antarctica. But yeah. anyway, I feel like that's definitely another con. Number three, personally, it would be hours on land. So, yeah. for instance, in Hawaii, this wasn't really a problem because all the islands were so close together. So we could stay on Maui from basically 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. So we got like a good 12 hours on on land and then we would leave. We'd go to let's say Hilo and we had another eight nine no, hours. No, no. On Those
0: land. were overnighters. We had two days at each island. Well, so that it, was nice. Exactly.
1: So even better. Some people like get like hotel rooms on the island, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a room on the cruise. But you know, to each their own. But I mean on this newest cruise and even the one on NCL, G already mentioned the one where we only had like eight hours, maybe seven hours, and we had a three hour drive out to Paris. So it was basically a three hour drive there, an hour or two in Paris. No, it was
0: three hours, three hours, three hours. Okay. Yeah. So we
1: had nine hours on slant on on land but still some of the places that you dock aren't necessarily where you want to be or they're just extremely small places one of the places that we docked on this last cruise for instance had no taxis no anything so oh my had-
0: gosh it was a worst situation oh, that was a con too like yeah, was- transportation off the cruise ship we've never had a problem with that before this last cruise like we were always able to get rental cars or Turo's or taxis. And this last cruise, I don't know what it is about New Zealand, Australia, but the rental car stitch was terrible. It was
1: a struggle. I mean, maybe not for everyone. Since we wanted to go to specific places, we always wanted a rental car. But for like the average cruiser, you might not need a rental car you might not need a taxi you might do the excursions instead
0: which i feel like that can get into our next point of the shore excursions 99 percent of the time when we're going on a cruise we are only doing like one to two maybe max actual like cruise shore excursions because we typically find that the most photogenic spots and the places that we are going that we want to go capture are not on those shore excursions, or we just you know have a hatred of big bus like tours and things like that. So there have been some absolutely incredible shore excursions, I will say. Like in Hawaii, we had a really fun like rafting boat that we went on, and I'm trying to think of something. Else. Oh, like Blue Lagoon and Iceland is a shore excursion.
1: I feel like hiking up and seeing the sunrise from Haleakala. the top of Mount Haleakala National. Nash- park that was yeah. another great excursion so there are good ones out there
0: but there are also bad oh ones. man
1: this this last trip i think was the worst excursion <laughs> i have ever been on
0: steven was so upset we went to cradle mountain oh, in tasmania Lord. which is what we would have done anyways so like if we were to rent a car or get a taxi or whatever we would have gone to cradle mountain because that's like the thing to do near the port that we were in and normally it's really beautiful i think one thing that contributed to this was the weather was kind of meh like it was really cloudy on. and number two Actually, there were a few things wrong with the exc- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Stephen really had to go to the bathroom. Now, did he do this to himself? Kind of. He had a okay, couple okay, cups. Okay. Okay. No, coffee. no, no.
1: I feel like I need to tell this part. Okay. Go. So we are at breakfast. I am trying to be healthy. So I have my glass of water. I have my coffee like a normal person. And when we're heading out, I don't got to use the bathroom because, you know, I'm a normal person. I don't have to go right away.
0: I'm just going to add that he always makes fun of me for when I suddenly have to pee when we leave a location. And he's like, well, why didn't you go there? And I'm like, because I didn't have to go. This, so this was, is kind of karma.
1: This is the first time. I feel like normally we're boarding the plane and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use the bathroom. And G's like, how are you using the bathroom? We're boarding the plane. So anyway, side tangent. So we're driving out there and you think it's a hour and a half, two hour bus right out there so you're gonna have a spot to stop you know is is what you anticipate so we're on the bus for about an hour we're driving out to cradle mountain and then our bus driver and assistant turn around they're like all right anyone need to use the bathroom and i'm in the very back and i'm like yes yes i need to use the bathroom And he's waving his hands yeah i'm like like, everyone looks back at me and is like okay this guy's got to use bathroom she's like all right honey you're gonna have to wait another 45 minutes and i was like hold up
0: she did it in a meaner way though she was like really sassy
1: And then she's like, you should have used it before. And as she says this, we drive by a bathroom. It would have taken 45 seconds. Pull over. Let me rip it out. Go to the bathroom. Get back in there. Pull a Peter. it'd It'd be super quick. But no. So we drive another hour to the cradle mountain
0: steven's like convulsing in the back he is sweating sarah Trent, and i are looking at each other like is he
1: okay (laughs) he's
0: clammy he's white he's shaking i
1: was so i was sweating i was i couldn't sit there was a cup but the coffee wasn't completely gone in the cup so if i i would have overflowed that thing if i if i had went to the pee in the cup method so trents encouraged me to pee in the cup there we're on a bus with 40 other people so i'm not just gonna whip it out you know and start using the bathroom <laughs> in the back of the bus who knows if Which, i overflow the cup there's stuff i
0: love that j- that's the only concern is that you overflow the cup not that there's all no no no. Speed. you
1: know i can cover myself if needed but finally we get there i like run to the bathroom and i'm like you couldn't have stopped and she's like you should use the bathroom and so i'm hauling to the bathroom it was it's miserable. raining
0: he goes to the bathroom throws up it
1: was literally the worst experience of my life and then cradle mountain we only had like 15 20 minutes at like the main spot and then after that we drove over to look at some I mean, I mean that was pretty cool we got a lot of content from looking at the little wallabies so that was cute and then we drove back another hour no, no, and a half no. two hours and then
0: we had a hour plus long lunch instead i'm like yo why couldn't we have spent an hour at the cradle mountain and a 20 minute lunch
1: yeah it, i don't
0: understand it that. was
1: just crazy the, that excursion was not great was awful but no, anyway but I feel outside like,
0: of that most of the time i feel like that
1: can ones. be a pro slash con leaning more towards the con we wouldn't recommend doing an ex well you can, no, no, you no, can no, make your own i would do
0: like i would do one or two because the shore excursions are typically more expensive but they do guarantee that you, the ship will not leave without you and you basically have your transportation paid for and you usually get some sort of guide now if you decide to go the rental car route like that we do You do have to keep in mind, if you are not back on the onboard time, then the ship will leave your ass behind. So that's always a scare. Like we always have to give ourselves a good buffer amount of room to return the car, taxi or Uber back to the ship and go from there. It's really nice when the rental car like places are right next to the cruise ship terminals. I will say most of the time that's like the U.S. or Bahamas destinations, you can get away with that. But in Europe and in Australia and New Zealand, that wasn't the case. So you do have to give yourself some good buffer time to get back to the ship. Otherwise, they'll leave you. So that's the one pro of doing a shore excursion is you don't have to worry about that. You have transportation and, you know, most of the time it's good. Yeah. Most of the time.
1: Let's see. So what have we gone over for cons? We've gone over time on land. We've gone over Wi-Fi, excursions. Are there any other cons that you can... Or I will say, So yeah, need one more. I
0: will say, I think the one... Com- and we don't get too many comments about it. I like to say they're like conversations more than comments is like the amount of waste that cruise ships produce. And I do totally acknowledge this. And I think that they're doing a lot in the industry to try and become like carbon neutral in the next like 10 to 20 years.
1: I think they said they're shooting for 2030 is what I yeah, remember.
0: Obviously, like I can't speak for cruise lines. There's a lot of bad press around previous cruise lines, like dumping and things like that. But, you know, that's usually like a bad apple. And I think there's a lot that can be done to address that issue moving forward. But like with any big changes, it's going to take some time. So I feel like that is usually a con. But I will say NCL and I feel like I think it's Disney cruise lines are usually really at the top of the game when it comes to sustainability and things like that. Like there's no plastic on board the ships. There's a lot of like upcycling recycling all that kind of stuff and lots of greener options when you are actually consuming things on the ship so that's a that's a nice thing to see in action but there's definitely a lot of steps to be taken by the cruise industry as a whole to become a little more environmentally friendly especially with like you know how they drag up a lot of dust and or not dust like the ocean floor and um you know things like that so That, I will say, is also a con, which we definitely acknowledge, but you know
1: i feel like i didn't really think about it until we started getting comments from yeah. it because when you're on the cruise you don't necessarily think about it unless you really look for I it because like they think, will
0: it's like when you're flying you don't really think about your carbon footprint exactly for that flight, i feel like know?
1: it's good just going out to eat if you go out to eat there's obviously a lot of food waste there's a lot of food waste on the cruise any food that doesn't get eaten that day they're gonna have to get rid of because uh they want to keep the food safe and i mean same thing with like plastic there they took away all all of our straws here in California. I'm sure they're I mean, doing.
0: There's no plastic on those cruises. So. I,
1: exactly, like they're they're trying, but you can't be perfect. I feel like everyone these days is trying their best to move that way, and it'll be really interesting to see like if they 10, can do it. Years. Yeah, exactly. But and-
0: yeah, I think it's a it's a start, but they're not there yet in terms of you know, all the environmental things that they could be doing. And I will say we've been using this company called Ren to offset any sort of travel that we've been doing. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, I think we we might still have some stories. I might go put them in a highlight if you guys want to go check it out. But yeah, it's, it's really cool.
1: Interesting idea. So all it's like you go on type in Ren.com on the app. This isn't sponsored. It's just some a really cool idea. If you go on there, and it'll give you a little quiz and it'll ask like, sorry, that was Karen. If You go on the app and then you click, you can see how many miles you drive. They're going to ask you how many, how much meat you eat. Like how you travel, how much you travel. And then at the end, it's going to kind of say, okay, this is how much we estimate your carbon footprint to be. And this is how much it would be per month to offset it.
0: And you can choose how you offset it. So you can either do like tree planting or investing in like coral replanting or there's like so many different routes you can take it.
1: Yeah, it's a really, really cool option. So I highly recommend going and checking it out, but let's start Hopping into the cruise that we just got back from, so we flew out to New Zealand. Woohoo! It's been on the top of our bucket list for so long, and we are cruising all the way to Australia. We, if you missed last week's episode on Australia, you can check it out. We talk about the Great Barrier Reef, the best ways to see it, our experience, and kind of our first thoughts on Australia. It, I feel like it lived up to the hype. It was a pretty epic country to visit. So,
0: and I think we mentioned too how we did not do New Zealand justice, and you're about to hear why.
1: Yeah. So let Let's start from the beginning. So we flew into New we flew into Auckland. Sydney and no, then we,
0: No. We went to Auckland. Did we fly you to Auckland saying, first? You keep saying we went to Australia or we cruised from Australia to New Zealand. We cruised from New Zealand to Australia. Did we fly
1: to Sydney though? And then we flew we to Auckland. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that
0: wasn't our final destination.
1: No, but we flew to Sydney when we finished. We, we, we were flying to Sydney and then we were flying to Auckland in New Zealand, right? Yeah. There we, we could go. have just
0: said we flew into Auckland.
1: <laughs> but we but we flew to Sydney
0: for But guys, we approximately spent two hours in the Amex lounge in the Sydney airport and then went through security for ten minutes. And then Flew to Auckland.
1: Boom. There you go. Full story told. Anyway, so we get there. We met up with our friends, Sarah and Trent, and we went on this beautiful hike. It was like 10 miles. I feel like New Zealand secretly is just like Washington, where all of the hikes just kick your ass. It was
0: the pinnacles of Coromandel, I think. And yeah, it was totally worth it. It was super cool. Yeah, it was
1: a very beautiful hike, but... This is also right before a cyclone slash storm blew in. So we knew it was kind of coming. We saw it was, in the forecast. It was pouring. Yeah. Well, not the in entire out, time. In and out. Yeah. We saw the rain coming in and out. We were like, okay, it's fine. And then the next day, we went to go hang out with our friends Carly and Colin because they had been on the previous cruise and met some other New Zealand creators, Joanna Hollings. She's awesome. You got to go check her Joanne. out. Joanne. What did I say? Joanna. Oh, I apologize, Joanne. <laughs> but you she has an amazing Instagram and we got breakfast with them and it was dumping. Like we sideways rain. Yeah, it was the most rain that we've ever seen. Especially being from California. So it rained the entire day. And then when the crews left, we actually left almost 300 people in Auckland because their flights got delayed. They couldn't make it to the cruise port because of flooding. There was so much stuff that was happening. And then the day that we left, apparently there was like flooding up to people's knees inside the Auckland airport, which is ridiculous.
0: Our friend Juliet was there and she was saying it was a total shit show. Like literally the floods were so bad that you couldn't get out if you were in the airport and emergency personnel couldn't get in so all they had to eat because all the stores on the first floor were closed were like chips and granola bars, like the things they pass out when your flight's delayed. That's all they had for like 24 hours.
1: Yeah, it was. It imagine that much rain. It was wild. So anyway, we got out of there. We were super stoked to be on the cruise. We just finished having a three-hour dinner at Cagnes, and we were like, "All right, we're amped for the next day." And the next day, we get up. We literally are packing up all of our gear. We just finished breakfast. We're waiting to get off the ship. We have our plan. We're planning on going to these really cool caves where glow worms are and then potentially doing another hike and then trent and sarah dm us and they're like hey guys did you see the cruise turned around like
0: there's a map channel on our tvs in the staterooms so they were watching that
1: yeah they sent us a picture and we were like wait what and then It wasn't until like an hour after we were supposed to get off that they finally announced, sorry, everyone, there's two heavy winds and there's 20 foot swells inside Taronga, which is where we were planning on stopping and getting off the ship. So we couldn't port. So immediately we get on the ship and we have a sea day, which I feel like kind of started the whole trip off on that kind of, oh, here we go again. We we were not super stoked.
0: Yeah, that was the port we were really looking most forward to besides Milford Sound, I think so it was just like a bummer and then like the seasickness kicked in when we realized oh no like we're not going into port today and they just kept on announcing on the stereo too they were like we're not the only ship that's doing this because i mean everyone was pissed or which makes sense, but you know, at the end of the day, weather's weather. They can't control the weather. Damn, Jackie, you can't control the weather.
1: Yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> and then after that, we headed over to our second port. Do you remember what it was what was it Napier? Oh my gosh.
0: I'm gonna get these all mixed I up. I believe
1: our second port was Napier and we got off and this one, this kind of redeemed the start to the trip so far. We rented a car. Hooray. That it gets worse as the as it goes on with renting a car. But we got a car, we headed out to this waterfall.
0: Shine we, Falls. Yeah, oh man.
1: Dude, Beautiful. this thing was wild. And it was great because there was crazy rain so it made shine falls throw like i'm talking like yosemite falls throwing out there we are getting absolutely blasted by the amount of water
0: and trent lost his drone in the I waterfall know. poor guy
1: it was terrible but it was such a cool spot we were all like ecstatic we were like we got half the content we needed we were so stoked
0: and we were soaking wet like you could not get close to this waterfall without getting drenched but totally worth it it was like better than iceland waterfalls in my opinion
1: it was such a cool spot and then so we got back on the ship and we had another fantastic dinner like i said the food on ncl one of the highlights and then we headed over to our next port and i believe this is the one where there so let's say there's three thousand people on the cruise when we got off this town only had 1,500 people. Isn't that crazy?
0: Which one are you talking about?
1: I'm talking about At the Rowe? one that, yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Akaroa is cool. It is known for their type of dolphins that they have there. And we originally were going to do a Harbor cruise, but then we opted to rent kayaks because it was way cheaper. It was like 20 bucks a person or something instead of paying, I don't know, 150 bucks for a shore excursion. Another reason, like I said, sometimes it's just easier to get off and do your own thing. There are no rental cars nearby in Akaroa. It was like, you are stuck in that port. And you were doing whatever's in that tiny little town.
1: I mean, the water was absolutely incredible when we were like, all right, we got two good days in a row. We're killing it.
0: And we got Wi-Fi, because we went we had this really dank Thai food place for lunch, which was really good. And then we went to the library where we got some really good Wi-Fi. So that was nice to catch up on some work. Oh, I forgot to mention too, all the cruises typically have unlimited like dining. Like it's an all inclusive resort kind of style thing. So you you can get food off the ship, but a lot of people don't because they'd rather save money and eat on the ship.
1: Anyway, after that, we headed over to the South Island now, and we were headed to Wellington. And I feel like this is where we started to get some more crazy weather. Because we were on the South Island, the storm had moved from the north to the south. And I feel like that's where everything started to get a little crazy, especially when it came to the seasickness.
0: But Wellington, I feel like we got off the ship. I feel like we had okay weather when we were out doing our thing. It was just the rental car situation.
1: Yeah, it took forever to try and find a rental car. We went to like 5 or 6 different places. I don't know if it's a worldwide thing or if it was just New Zealand and Australia cuz we had trouble getting a rental car in both areas and just the supply of the car. I don't know. I feel like usually in the US, you get off an airplane, you walk over and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got rentals available." I feel like that's how it normally is. It was just a little while to have such a hard time renting a car and that being said you don't have to rent a car when you get off the cruise ship we just wanted to rent a car because we researched the heck out of every single spot so that way we can road trip and go see the coolest things now this next part is where i feel like we all started to get a little bit frustrated when we headed over to the sounds
0: and i mean the first so we went through three different sounds or at least that was the plan and so we're out and about like it is moody like this is exactly what i thought fjordland would look like because you know, I just picture moodiness and everyone says, you know, over in Milford Sound, you want it to be raining. You want it to be like a 99% chance of rain because the waterfalls are just gushing, but you can't, you you do have a risk of getting clouded out in that circumstance. So we looked outside, we were super stoked because there were clouds and it was moody, but it wasn't like covering the views of the fjords or anything like that. So we get out on there. (laughs) It is insanely windy, like the most insane winds I've ever experienced to the point it was the first time our tripod has ever wobbled. I mean, the camera wasn't on it, but still like, crazy wins our jackets are flowing everything is flowing but we're out there taking photos and we go through the first two sounds and they are absolutely stunning like we had a great time going through the first two sounds and then we get all the way up to milford sound and that is like the crown jewel of new zealand that's what we were looking forward to most and then we get an announcement on the intercom and I didn't hear this announcement because I was outside
1: literally and all I- <laughs> of us were outside on the railing just waiting to go into Milford Sound because we all knew everyone on the cruise knew that we were getting there like
0: we were at the entrance and I turn around and I see Trent and Sarah and Steven all like with their mouths dropped and I turn around and I was like what what is it what they say and they're like we're not going and I literally thought they were messing with me I thought no we're, we're literally here like stop messing with me and they're like no Giselle we're serious like we're not going into milford Sound, and it was like seeing a puppy like i don't know what a good
1: i've never been so upset like a puppy
0: who's about to get a five course steak dinner ripped away you know like little golden retriever steven was so upset it was
1: just crazy because we were all the way around the world we were on day five of this cruise that we had taken off all this time away from home and away from friends to go see like milford Sound was the top thing for us to go see and then we got into the goalie so we were going into milford sound and then we just started turning around so it was like going all the way to china standing in front of the great wall of china about to see it and then you turn around and you fly all the way home it I was feel a like...
0: true blue ball experience
1: <laughs> that is the best description and then after that we had two sea days and i so feel really like, like three in a row i feel like going from wellington yeah that was the hard part is because we had a full sea day going to see the sounds getting absolutely devastated and then two days going from New Zealand to Australia. So I feel like the that was another area where we got all very, very seasick. I feel like it was moving so much. The cyclone had just hit New Zealand, so the waves were going crazy. Although the one good thing that did come out of it was we got massages
0: yeah you're not wrong we just spent and we actually got massages twice on this cruise we were splurging we spent like every sea day in the spa like it was just so nice we would go and we just lay in the heated chairs and i brought my kindle steven would bring his phone because there's actually good wi-fi in the spa on the low key
1: we go to the sauna for 10 minutes get our ice cold shower go lay on the heated seats. go make
0: some tea there were some days we went to the bar beforehand and we brought in our champagne and glasses we were 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 living Life. <laughs> yeah, and we looked pretty bougie. But that's how we spent a lot of the days. We spent like an hour or two in the spa every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then so eventually, after the, we were spa'd and massaged out, we landed in Australia. We did Melbourne. Yes, and this city was another one we could not get a rental car from. It was
0: so frustrating. They there was one available, but you had to return it by like the next day or something. You couldn't do an early drop off, and we we're like, what the heck? And so we couldn't get a car. So we just ended up Uber over to this one area in melbourne where one of my favorite shops was and we went shopping instead and we went to a coffee shop and just worked i worked on my scuba training because we were doing that for the wit sundays after and steven got a ton of video editing done but yeah it really was just like a we walked through the park and went shopping kind of day so we were kind of bummed because we were going to send it to the 12 apostles and back that day because we had a long port day and we really thought we were going to do it but alas we did not yeah i feel like that was a big
1: (laughs) bummer as you can it it was hard because you can only plan so much on the cruise because you don't have a lot of time on land which goes back to another one of those cons but after that we headed over to tasmania and i feel like we already talked about the absolute letdown that (laughs) that cradle mountain Mountain was was. so
0: we'll skip over that but yeah yeah the
1: the worst excursion i have ever been on But, but you know
0: the last day of the cruise redeemed itself We had very nice weather in our last port, which was Eden. And I can see why they call it Eden. We went to this beautiful, beautiful beach. I don't remember what the name was, but we'll be doing a ton of content on it soon. And it had this cool pool overlooking the side of the beach. And it was just really fun. We had a good beach day. Beautiful sun was out, blue water. And then we went over to this... I think it was a national park or a state park nearby and hiked over to these other pinnacles that almost looked like a Bryce Canyon next to beautiful blue waters on the beach. Like it was really cool. And so we had a really good day. We had a hard time getting a rental car there too. There is this whole situation where there's no taxis in the city, like WTF, no taxis, no rental cars. Like how the hell do people get around? So we talked to the lady and apparently this one girl, Lori, had booked a taxi out like weeks in advance because she was dead set on scene and holding a koala for several hours and oh, i guess man. there is this one place that you can do that and they only let one person a day come in and hold the koalas <laughs> so Lori, go Lori, she booked a taxi and this one lady seems asking to get a taxi. She goes, here, find this person. And all the piece of paper says is Lori. <laughs> and we're like, how are we supposed to find this woman? All we know is her first name. We don't have a phone number. We don't have anything. And we're stranded at this stupid port where there's no other things around like it was
1: quite comical so we
0: sent trent to find laurie and he finally gets on this taxi and it's just him and laurie and and they went and trent was an mvp and got the rental car but then steven sarah and i just ended up walking about like 20 30 minutes to this beach because that was actually walkable um but yeah it's just so funny like the fact that she had booked this taxi all the way in advance because she wanted to go pet these koalas but we ended up booking a taxi for our ride back to make sure we could still get back to the cruise port, and that was definitely the move. But yeah, it was a it was a wild week trying to get cars and rental cars.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the next day we got off in Sydney, and then we flew up to the Sundays. and that was that was the end of our cruise. I feel like it was amazing cruise it was definitely the longest cruise that we'd been on
0: it was 12 days yeah
1: so it was a long time the longest one that we had done before that was nine days and that was our european one i feel like
0: nine days felt fine i felt like with 12 when we had four sea days essentially or three or four sea days we all kind of agreed by the end we had low-key like not cruise fatigue but we were like we don't need to go on another cruise for another like three months will be good just because it is like two weeks out of a month that's a long time yeah to be especially
1: with how fast like our lives move in terms of business it's very it's very difficult to stay away from good wi-fi for that long so i feel like if you're going on vacation you have
0: seven to nine days yeah that's the- a good amount i
1: feel like that's our normal amount of time and so.
0: i think our upcoming ones are all around seven to nine days too yeah so we have a few more booked for the rest of the year we're going to croatia and greece in june which i am super excited for because my favorite cruises have been the islands so like island hopping there's no sea days in between maximum amount of time it really takes all those cons that we we're talking about out because you just get a ton of time on each island and you don't have to worry about like jamming everything in and sea days and seasickness so I'm really excited for that one. And then I think the last one we're doing, we're heading over to Asia in December. So we'll be going over to the Philippines and Vietnam and I think Thailand or. Or something like that. I I forget the last country, but that really one is excited. going to be in
1: when November to December. Correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's right after our Patagonia trip. We got some. We got some good stuff coming we got some for you guys.
0: Bucket list destinations this year.
1: And that being said, we are going to wrap up this episode of our podcast. We have one. One big episode left for you guys and it we are going to leave it for Japan. We are super excited we're actually leaving for that tomorrow so we will be in Japan by the time you are listening to this episode. If you haven't been following along, you can go check out our stories for a little behind the scenes of everything and then you can look forward to our last podcast episode next Friday before taking a little break for the spring and summer. We have a lot going on between getting our house, getting married, launching our course and so much more. So be on the lookout. If you guys want to see all of our content, even when we are taking a break from the podcast, you can go and check out at the Lover's Passport on Instagram or at the Lover's Passport on TikTok. Or if you want some long form content, Giselle has been killing it and writing one blog per day. It's
0: been a lot. Don't recommend.
1: (laughs) On our theloverspassport.com. So if you want to see all of our tips, you can head there. If you want to see our full YouTube video, you can check out The Lovers Passport on YouTube. And don't forget, the best way you can help out this podcast and support us is by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Spotify, wherever you are listening from, and share it with one other person. If you have another person who's been kind of thinking about going a cruise, or maybe you really want to go on a cruise, and are looking for someone to bring with you, send them this podcast episode. If you can share it with one other person or even on your Instagram stories, that is the best way that you can help support this podcast of Unfiltered Adventures. And with that, we will see you guys next Friday with our last episode of season two.